When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's got to be America's team. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's got to be America's team. Do you truly believe it? We, the University of Michigan, and our fan base are the only ones who feel this way about this team. <laughs> Today's guests, ESPN college football and NFL analyst, Robert Griffin III, Fox Sports college football analyst, Bruce Feldman, co-host of Good Morning Football, Jason McCourty, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show right in the middle of our sports week, right around the corner. From Thanksgiving weekend, it is time for another three-hour edition of the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel, which is free on every Roku device known to man, including Amazon Fire TV. And it's also free on um, the app. It's free everywhere that uh, you can get your hands on the Roku channel, including the Roku channel com and uh, we're here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Affiliate Network Coast to Coast. We're here on Sirius XM. We are here on Odyssey. We are here for those who want to listen to us whenever you darn well please through our podcast network. Same with Overreaction Monday that came out on Monday and What the Football with Susie and Amy and Marshall Falk on Tuesday. Marshall having a lot to say about the Buffalo Bills. We'll play that sound for you later on this three-hour edition. We're three wide with guests. We've got our phone calls. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on this program. Chris Brockman, good to see you over there, sir. Rich, hold on. I'm going to run over and put you in a chokehold for no reason. Jason Feller, good to see you over there. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Rich? TJ Jefferson is the candle lit over there. Do you got the candle lit the over candle's there? candle's lit. I went to watch WWE last night, and an NBA game broke out. How about them apples? Yeah, well, uh, the latest of the uh, exploits of Draymond Green later on in this program as well. Um, it's just basically um, <laughs> uh, the maybe the competitive uh, juice is flowing in the in-season tournament. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's just the way these players are reacting to what Whatever the hell's on the floor. It means um, it's, it's <laughs> You don't like the courts? Um, I don't know. Makes me want to bowl. Um, <laughs> but that might be my Staten Island roots. 844 uh, 204-RICH, number to dial here uh, on this program. Uh, hey, listen, everybody. Uh, we start this show in week four. Why am I doing that? Yeah, Rich, It was week four of the National Football League season when the Baltimore Ravens were visiting the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns uh, were 2-1. and one. And, um, you know, and, and looking... Looking good over the first three weeks. We began to see how maybe Deshaun Watson was performing um, in a way that the Browns were hoping he would perform, and we saw the defense go lights out. We saw it. And, uh, and sure enough, um, we were seeing Deshaun Watson spend that entire week of practice on the sideline. Limited is what we were hearing. And then sure enough, when we just when we thought we would get Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson for the first time, because as we know last year, when Lamar was healthy, Watson was suspended. And then when Watson was no longer suspended, Lamar was no longer healthy. And we thought we were going to get the first of this 
much anticipated matchup, and we didn't because Watson was out with a rotator cuff injury. And in comes the rookie quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, just up the road here, the 405. And this was way back when the only rookies starting were CJ Stroud, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, and, and Bryce Young. Right. That was way back when. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the first rookie quarterback not chosen in the top four picks of the draft to start was Dorian Thompson Robinson. And uh, sure enough, a uh, a start, first career start, somewhat surprising, might not have been within the walls of Cleveland, although we were hearing Kevin Stefanski talking about how Watson was cleared to play. Remember that whole to-do that was going on? and uh, And he didn't. And then the roof caved in as Dorian Thompson Robinson had a very forgettable day. 28-3 to was the final score. The banged-up Ravens had Lamar Jackson running all over the place, throwing all over the place. Miles Garrett left that game in a walking boot out of that stadium that day, and things did not look great as it was a brutal afternoon for DTR, who did not start again. When Watson missed four games with a rotator cuff injury, it was P.J. Walker. And somehow, someway, the resilience of this Cleveland Browns team coming off of all that wound up with Watson back in shotgun and under center against the Ravens this weekend. And we did get the first Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson battle. And it was epic Mm -hmm. for the Cleveland Browns, who were down multiple scores in this game. And Watson didn't finish the first half. If you remember, he limped to the locker room in that game. And I thought we were going to see P.J. Walker versus Lamar. Unlike that day, it was the rookie DTR who looked completely overmatched. And instead, we saw Watson. And Watson came out limping. And Watson went 14 for 14 out, in the second half. Balled out. And the defense did its job. And Watson did all of that with a broken bone in his throwing shoulder and a high ankle sprain on his left ankle. And we learned this today. And Watson is out for the season now. Due to five words that I don't think Cleveland Browns fans had ever heard before. I've never heard it before. The words are displaced fracture to the glenoid. Displaced fracture to the glenoid. Okay. Otherwise known in the circles of Cleveland Browns football, another kick to the nards. (laughs) Because this was looking great. And Watson showed up. For the first time, as the warrior Deshaun Watson, running, throwing, leading, doing it all with a broken bone in his shoulder that when it was looked at, after he apparently complained about it after the game, an MRI reveals something that required over the last 72 hours, apparently, second opinions, third opinions, and the opinions all got together, including the famed Dr. Neil Elitrosh with his fantastic hair just up the road here. <laughs> the guy who speed bridged Aaron Rodgers' Achilles back together. 
saying, hey, you can't play again this year because if you're hit in that spot, it could lead to long-term structural damage. And so, it appears Deshaun Watson's final act as a Cleveland Browns quarterback in 2023 was to gut it out with a high ankle sprain on his left ankle and a broken bone in his throwing shoulder to go 14 for 14 against a marauding Ravens defense to improve the Browns to 6-3 and and avoid the dreaded sweep at the hand of the Ravens and leaving the way for the Browns to have to do it without him. This was Watson today on the subject matter. Still in disbelief. I'm still, as I said, just trying to process all the information that I've, I've been getting since last night. Um, it, it's tough. You know, I've, you know, I felt like we were turning a corner to really make a run. And, uh, you know, I, we, I still believe we still will. And, um, hey, he said apparently he was willing to shoot it up mm-hmm. and gut it out the rest of the season until the doctors are like, yeah, no. Because, you know, he's got a few more years left on that contract. Andrew Berry, the general manager, part of the management team that went ahead and gave Deshaun Watson that contract, for which he's now been paid $90 million for just 11 starts. Wow. (laughs) Jimbo Fisher wants a word. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is what he had to say about moving forward. Um, you know, Deshaun, he sustained a, uh, a new injury in the second quarter of the Baltimore game this past Sunday. Um, a fracture in his um, throwing shoulder that's going to require season-ending surgery. Um, the good news is, you know, we expect the surgery to go well and uh, for him to be ready for the start of the, you know, the 2024 season. You know, one of the things that I think about, though, with last Sunday is um, it was just such like an incredible testament to his physical and mental toughness you know he was already playing with um, a high ankle sprain Um, and then you know one of the things that that we've learned as we've talked to the docs over the past 48 hours is um, in the infrequent event that this injury occurs with a thrower in their in their throwing shoulder um, you know usually it's restricts the mobility there's so much pain that they can't continue to throw so for Deshaun to play call it two and a half quarters um, at a really high level against you know one of the best defenses in the league you know with this injury you know plus the high ankle it really is um, an incredible display of, of physical and mental toughness um, you know on, on on his part there's no question about that and I'm sure he would want to say and as any general manager the situation would be like the season's not over look at our defense we're six and three our running game is terrific the offensive line is terrific you know our, our receivers are doing the job. And plus, you know, backup quarterbacks in this league are are performing well in certain parts. Not all of them. Because just for instance, who knows? Look at what Josh Dobbs is doing in Minnesota, except that's the one general manager that probably wouldn't want to point that out. <laughs> because he's the one who traded Josh Dobbs away to Arizona at the beginning of the season. And part of the reason I would say, I would think that he did that is he was seeing what Dorian Thompson Robinson was doing in training camp and thought DTR is a perfect 
substitute for Watson should Watson not be able to go. And that's why it makes sense to me that they're going to turn to Dorian Thompson-Robinson coming up this weekend. Unfortunately for DTR, it's against the Steelers, <laughs> who aren't too damn far away from the Ravens in terms of having the ability to place a bang thing upon you. And so that's where we are with the Cleveland Browns in 2023 as DTR already one of, wait for it, 10 rookie quarterbacks to start a game this season. And this coming Sunday, when he takes on the Steelers, he will become out of the 10 different rookie quarterbacks to start a game this season. He will become the eighth to start for a multiple time. That's how many rookie. It's not just rookies coming in like, say, Jaron Hall for right. Minnesota, who started start. the game right. that Josh Dobbs came in and introduced himself to his teammates during the game on the sideline by teaching him, teaching them on the offensive line his cadence. This is not, by the way, an exaggeration. That's what was happening with Joshua Dobbs. Mm -hmm. And it's not like Clayton Toon, who started one game because Dobbs was flipped to Minnesota and the Cardinals deemed Kyler Murray unready. Murray, by the way, along with Tommy DeVito, who is one of the eight rookie quarterbacks to start a multiple game this season. Those two became the 48th different starting quarterback in the National Football League this year through 10 weeks. So place aside for the moment something that we will be talking about on this program over the next day or two, an epidemic in the National Football League about quarterbacks unable to stay healthy and then the backups unable sometimes to stay healthy themselves as the Browns are already a team to have started three different quarterbacks this year. Look at last year's Niners, this year's Giants. It's nonstop. And how unready are these quarterbacks? That's for another day. But today, the Browns are in the position of having to continue on with a championship defense and a backup quarterback. And I'll just let them know, as a Jet fan, that's a tough road to hoe. But you've got a former coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski who's dialing up the plays. And you got a run game to depend on. Significant. And a defense that has potentially the defensive player of the year, who, by the way, this just didn't got out of the walking boot on that uh, week four. And has placed the foot in the boot in many places where the sun does not shine yeah, and he, broke it off. He's been all right. Yes. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say season over for the Cleveland Browns. Cannot, will not. Crazier things have happened. Let's see what DTR will do with rap, reps and more reps. Kids talented. Whether he's ready, don't know. Can't look at week four and say, well, that proves he's not ready. They wisely turned to P.J. Walker, who did credible jobs as we all know, handing the San Francisco 49ers their first loss of the season. 
They got a couple breaks in the end zone in Indianapolis that led to that monster win there. They gave Seattle a scare, you know. They gave Seattle a scare, and then Watson came back, won the last two, and they're 6-3, and and Watson's farewell gift is, in fact, that win in Baltimore, not just to show you what can be when he returns next year, but for this year to avoid that sweep at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens is huge. The division's still there for him. How would you power rank the AFC North right now after this news? (sighs) Give me a second to think about that. Okay. Good question. We've got power rankings later on that might be able to answer your question as to how many of them are in my top 10. I've got that. We've got three guests. Jason McCourty of Good Morning Football because I can't quit him. (laughs) I saw him at breakfast before I hopped on my plane out of Germany on Monday in our hotel. You guys enjoy pretzels together? Um, I don't think he eats pretzels. I didn't see him do that. Guys. I didn't see him do that. He's a year away from playing. He's probably still. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, he, he looked like he could give some snaps. Yeah. RG three is coming up in four minutes. Bruce Feldman, middle of the show. (laughs) What do you think we're going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jimbo Fisher. What is on your mind? What are you laughing about? Oh, that's right. America's team. Talk about America's team. The last two, you two almost knuckled up. And my, my, my chicken raising coach. It is delicious. Bruce Feldman, 844-204-RICH, is the also the number to dial here on the program. Wow, Cleveland Browns fans. I don't think all is lost. I don't think that. But uh, the uh, displaced fracture of the glenoid is the fancy way of saying another kick in the nards. Back with RG3. Has his phone rang? He's played in Cleveland before. Hey. We'll talk to RG3 in a sec. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed back here on the program so um 
didn't think we'd be leading the show with the Deshaun Watson news today. Yeah, crazy. He went 14 of 14 with a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. He didn't miss a throw. And he no. wanted to keep playing through this, you know. And I was watching that game. He rolling out, scrambling. You yeah, could no. tell he had the limp. He you could a, tell he, a, he was hurting. Did he, he pick up a first down with his yeah. legs? Yep. On a third? And then, right around midfield, and then second or third. Yeah, no, the, I thought to myself, the what the hell is happening? That sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, that's an oldie. You know? So RG3 going to join us uh, when the radio audience returns in a, less than a minute's time. Sweet. Um, and then uh, Bruce Feldman, hour number two. Jason McCourty, hour three. We will talk about Draymond Green's latest. <laughs> Uh, my my basketball fantasy team is terrible, so I guess karma's coming home to roost. Karma's not just a boy on the Chiefs. You want to uh, trade Giannis? Sure. I'll trade whoever. I don't care. Great. What do I care? Offer coming your way. Yeah, I got one Great. for you, too. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you, you like, got? You like Porzingis, don't you? Um, Cooper does. You should offer Coop to Porzingis. I tried. He didn't oh, want Cooper it. went a week without responding to anything. So I, you dude, gotta, he's you also up his iPad time. Yeah, dude, mean, he's, he's a seventh grader. Yeah, but you're doing him a disservice. <laughs> he can't. He's he got, can't make any he's got wire tests. Moves. He's got. I guarantee you, I'm more busy than a seventh grader. <laughs> he's got tests. Excuse me. He got basketball and baseball practice. Also, he's Rick's, going. He, I have a child, Chris. This is a better learning experience than him learning a word of reciprocal fraction. Is it? He can dude, take these skills. He, further in life you putt five minutes before the show he doesn't have putting time in his life <laughs> that's my practice <laughs> i still have time to check Seriously, my fantasy i sometimes game. look up and i'm like he's just rolling putts <laughs> well, I mean, well that's okay what it's for, drive for know. show putt for dough what the hell's happening <laughs> welcome back to the rich eisen show radio network i'm sitting at the rich eisen show desk furnished by granger with supplies and solutions for every industry granger has the right product for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Love this guy. Love his work. Love all of them. Love, love all of them. He's RG3, everybody, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Robert Griffin III? What's going on, sir? I'm doing great, Rich. Appreciate you having me on, man. Um, anytime. Uh, learning, uh, you know, on the fly what a fractured, uh, displaced fractured of the glenoid is. Um, mm -hmm. Now yep. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of WebMDing it this morning. Um, what does it mean, do you think, for the Cleveland Browns season? Robert Griffin III. Well, first and foremost, you know, you hate to see anybody get hurt. Yep. And for the Cleveland Browns, it, it just shows you how fragile this league can be. Um, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense uh, and their team sitting there at six and three, having some big wins, um, you know, obviously against the Ravens um, this past week. But I think the most impressive thing from them as a team is they haven't needed Deshaun Watson to be the $230 million quarterback that they paid him to be. In the second half of the game against the Ravens, he went 14 for 14. He managed the game. He used his athleticism, even though he had a high ankle sprain and a broken shoulder, mm. to extend drives. And I think if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, that, that should give you some level of hope knowing that your defense and the way that your team is constructed, that you don't need a quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow or a Lamar Jackson to get you over the hump and be competitive. Now, I, didn't, I don't know if that's going to help them come playoff time if they make the playoffs or go on a Super Bowl run, but they can be competitive and, and pull off some of these wins a la the way that the Jets had done early in the season to keep their team in games. Yeah, and it looks like they're going to they're gonna turn to the kid here, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, uh, do you know, you must have called some of his games. You must yeah. know him. Uh, I'll, I'll give the floor to you on that front because so many people sitting here thinking, well, 
you know, season's over. Look what happened to him in week yeah. four as if, you know, um, not getting all the reps in your fr- – hey, by right. the way, first career start, that's uh, that's Roquan Smith, you know. Ooh. That's uh, that's the rest of per- – just avoid the guys in purple. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that, that ain't easy. So I'll give you the floor on him. Robert. Yeah, Rich, you know, we, we've seen teams in this league win Super Bowls without elite quarterback play. And I know everyone will say, well, that was ages ago when you're talking about the Trent Dilfers and the Brad Johnsons. But what they did well is they managed the game. They had elite defenses behind them and they protected the football. When you look at DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, went to UCLA. I didn't get a chance to call any of his games at UCLA, but I do know his strength coach, uh, Coach Belton, extremely well. And he, t- he just raved about how much of a competitor DTR is. And when you look at him from a structure standpoint, can he use his mobility to extend plays? Yes, he can. The one thing he didn't do very well in his one start was protect the football. So if he can learn to protect the football, not put his defense in bad situations, lean on the playmakers that are around him, I'm not going to sit here and say the season is absolutely over. I'm just not that negative of a guy, and I believe in a guy like DTR can go out and get the job done enough for this Cleveland Browns team to still be in the AFC North race and potentially go to the playoffs. But who would you choose right now out of the four in that division? Robert. Oh, I mean, if I was, if I'm choosing out of the division, it, it seems counterintuitive because they just lost, but I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, here, here's the thing. Lamar Jackson hasn't been MVP Lamar Jackson a la 2019 where he had 36 touchdown passes and he was running the hoot out of the football. So when he starts to pick up his level of play and consistency over the next few weeks, I think it's only going to add to the firepower that the Baltimore Ravens have. I think they found out that they have a home run hitter in Keaton Mitchell at running back, and they're going to put a little bit more load on him Hmm. throughout the rest of the season to get him ready uh, for that playoff stretch. And I think for them, you rarely say coming out of a game like we had with the Browns and the Ravens that those are the two best defenses in the league because they scored 31 and 33 points on each other. But they're going to continue to be two of the best defenses in the league. So give me Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Well, I mean, this division is going to be really front and center uh, over the next um, 72 hours, starting with Ravens and Bengals in the bank. And then it'll be DTR in the Browns. Uh, again, that's the assumption here uh, against the uh, Steelers, who are also six and three in this division, I, I, I honestly thought you would finish your sentence that you'd take the Bengals. And, no, and, you know, I, I mean, I know they just lost too. Yeah, um, they did. And 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 the Texans are no joke uh, with no, that. Certainly not. with their kid at quarterback. But um, yep. I don't know. I I I don't think I can quit Cincinnati on this front. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, Rich. This AFC North division, they they tend to beat each other up. So when I saw that both the Ravens. And the Bengals lost. And I looked at the calendar and I said, oh, this is a Thursday night game that they got coming up. I mean, it's not only is it going to be one of the most physical games of the year, they both have a point to prove now because they're pissed off. Yep. You know, the Bengals didn't want to – they don't want to lose anybody. None of these teams want to lose. Trust me, locker rooms always want to win everything. But they certainly didn't think that they would be losing to the Houston Texans. And then you look at the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens had just steamrolled uh, two different teams when you're talking about the Lions and the Seahawks, I believe, showing them – that they're the elite class of what it seemed to be in the NFL, and then they lose to the Browns. So uh, I love this division. I know they're going to continue to beat each other up. There's teams like the Steelers who you look at and you say, well, with their yard differential, how the heck are they six and three? Well, Kenny Pickett's got six fourth-quarter game-winning drives in his career, and his QBR in the fourth quarter is higher than Patrick Mahomes and just slightly lower than Tom Brady. Go look that up. He's got an 85, I think 85.4 
uh, QBR in the fourth quarter alone. So even though the numbers might not be jumping off the charts, he's elite when he needs to be elite in the fourth quarter and helping them win games. So this division is fascinating. Uh, I absolutely love it. Got a chance to play in it for three years. So I know how physical it can be and how much they beat each other up. And that's why they go out and they dominate teams outside of their, out of, outside of their division. Robert Griffin, the third here on the rich Eisen show. Let's talk about the Texans a little bit here. Um, I'm already hearing some uh, rumblings uh, on, on the old internet, um, which is, you know, uh, dicey that uh, that's, well it's entirely possible that you know uh, we may see the first ever Monday night football flex on your on your network <gasps> currently week 14 you got Green Bay at the Giants uh, the Jets are hosting the Texans that night uh, I mean that weekend as well in the same building so that may be one of those easy swap outs uh, Sunday to Monday <laughs> and things you know what I mean like hey everyone yeah. stay put you know we'll just see obviously but the fact that it, that's even a conversation yeah. and it's not because of the Jets um, is saying a ton. What do you think of when you watch C.J. Stroud on film and live, Robert? What do you think about Yeah, well, I, well, I got to say before I answer the question, it could be because maybe Aaron Rodgers is coming back and because of the way that, well. that C.J. Stroud is playing. I don't know, and I know there's a lot of speculation. A lot of people don't think it, it could be true, but mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing from my sources, Aaron Rodgers is, is pretty close to uh, putting those old shoulder pads on and getting back out there on the football field. But let let me digress from that conversation. Okay. We can talk about it in a second. Let's talk about CJ Stroud because he is playing out of his mind. And when I say that, it's when you watch his footwork, when you watch how he's working through his progressions, the eye manipulation of the safeties. I thought one of the most impressive things that happened uh, in this past game against the Bengals was he threw the interception, right? They come back, they go three and out. And then on the game-winning drive, first pass he throws to Tank Dell after scrambling around, Tank Dell drops it. C.J. Stroud is unfazed by that. He throws a pick, goes three and out, first play of the game when he drives, drop pass. He comes back and leads them all the way down the field. Third and six, big shot down the field to Dalton Schultz on the seam route. The Bengals tried to show this man everything. They threw the kitchen sink at him on that play. He read it, he, he read it, diagnosed it, got to where he needed to go with the football. Then he comes back on the second and five play to Noah Brown, where he breaks the tackles and gets down to like around the 20 yard line, which is essentially the play that got them in bona fide field goal range. Well, Noah Brown ran the wrong route. It was a choice route. He was supposed to break out. He broke in, but CJ is playing so far ahead of the defense right now. Mm. He's able to make his guys right, even when they're wrong. So he pinned that one on his face. Noah Brown made a great catch, obviously makes a great play after the fact, but I've been so impressed with CJ from that standpoint, because the one thing I knew about him coming out was he was a ball placement specialist. That's what he calls himself, and it shows up on tape all the time. And he's raised the level of everybody around him, and you see the swag that they're playing with. So I'm really excited for the Houston Texans because the rest of their schedule, Rich, they could easily make a playoff push. And not just a playoff push, but you know, could potentially win their division. I know, uh, because they already have in their back pocket a win in Jacksonville. And yep. the way that they're playing, I mean, Will Anderson, too, that you know, Nick, <laughs> Nick Casario going in and said, let's get Stroud, let's get Anderson – Right now uh, is a heck of a one-two punch right now. Um, and then you look at the the playoff picture, and, and you, you're wondering who behind them is playing yeah. as well as them. Um, and, you know, other than the Bengals, right, the Raiders yeah. have won two in a row. Yeah. Uh, but if you, you, you put the Texans against uh, and even the, t- the teams in front of them right now, um, there, there's not many that are playing as well as them. And that's a fact. And that's an yeah, absolute I- fact. No, absolute fact. And I think if if you look at the playoff picture right now, if the playoff started today, the Texans would be the last team in yep. and the Bengals and the Bills would both be out. And, and that's like, it's crazy to to think that. 
But the other crazy thing is C.J. Stroud led the Texans to victory against the Bengals against one of the most feared closers in the game in Joe Burrow. And I know Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown, and a lot of people want to talk about that. But for him to have that who do you think you are? I am type of moment in that game <laughs> was, was just fun. It was fascinating to me to see that. And he did it without his leading receiver, his leading rusher. I think they're starting safety. They're starting kicker. So they weren't even at full strength. And CJ Stroud was able to will them to that victory. The Texans, I don't want to say they're a scary team. I just know that they're a hot team right now. And I don't think a lot of people want to see CJ Stroud the way that he's operating. Robert Griffin, the third here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Um, so during the summer, you and I had a uh, one of our many great conversations uh, about, you know, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs yep. and what's going yep. on there. And then both of yep. them say that they're that the page is turned and that's nothing, nothing to see here. And then you and I were basically saying, let's just see how things play out during the season. Right. And now they're five and five. Um, after that Monday night loss. And I want you to interpret um, Trayvon Diggs' tweet for me, please. During the game, (laughs) his brother tweets out, essentially, you know, 14's got to get out of there. So can you interpret this tweet for me? Uh, Or Uh, post whatever the hell they're calling it now, Robert? Yeah, listen, man. Trayvon Diggs, in my opinion, he's watching his brother who has made an undeniable impact on the Buffalo Bills franchise. I think we can all agree with that. He's he's helped them become better. He's helped them launch themselves into that quote unquote Super Bowl window. Um, he's also a grown man and he can say what he feels. So I don't want to, I don't think I can speculate and say that, hey, Stefan Diggs put him up to this. And I know a lot of people in the industry have already talked about how they don't think it's an accident. It's like, well, have we heard anything from Stefan Diggs yet? I, I haven't. Right. I haven't seen anything come on the Twitter verse or on X since that's what it's called now that speaks to what how Stefan Diggs feels about it. What I do know is that when you have a, a star receiver and you start losing, speculation is going to start coming around. Look what happened with Devontae Adams. The the Raiders start losing games. All of a sudden, uh, everybody thinks that he wants to get traded and that he wants out. And there's reports that he went to talk to the team and they said they're not trading him. So um, when I look at that from Diggs, he's out with a season-ending injury right now, talking about Trayvon, yep. and he had a feeling. He doesn't want to see his brother on a 5-5 five and five football team. He knows his brother has less football in front of him, or he's got more football behind him than he has in front of him. So I think it's just a concerned brother looking at the situation, seeing that his own brother's not getting the football in a crucial game, and he he spoke his mind. So what about the switch at offensive coordinator in between yeah. weeks 10 and 11 in a short week? You know, yeah. So what, what 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 happens now? What what do you think happens in Buffalo moving forward? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the numbers, the offensive coordinator was not the problem. But uh, clearly, it's not just about the numbers. It's not just about having a top five offense. It's not just about having the number one success rate in the red zone. Um, there's something else brewing there. It, it, it is what it seems because the question I would have for for any coach, you know this, Rich, when head coaches start to fire coordinators. Uh, it's it's probably because there's a little bit of heat underneath their seat, right? It's not always about just, oh, I'm so displeased with what happened because the question I have is, does Ken Dorsey get fired if the Broncos miss that kick? Does he get, is he the reason that there were 12 men on the field? Nope. What, did he did he just tell somebody to get on out there and 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 make sure you we, we get 12 on the field to try to block this bad boy? Because if they make, if they miss that kick, if the Broncos will let's miss that kick, Ken Dorsey's not getting fired, in my opinion, because they win the game. 
So I don't quite understand the decision. I don't agree with the decision, although I am a believer in Joe Brady. Um, you know, had an opportunity to, to actually go work out for the Carolina Panthers a few years back when he was the offensive coordinator there with Matt Rule and, and got to know him, understand his philosophy. I do think he can help and he is a great offensive mind. Uh, I don't think that Ken Dorsey was an, essentially the problem. And I even put out there in one of my tweets that I think that they should consider hiring Dan Orlovsky in the offseason. Um, Dan is a, is a guy that, you know, like like all of us in this new age of analysis, that we break down the tape and we look at it. But Dan believes he can fix their offense and fix their their quarterback's turnover issues. So I don't see why it wouldn't be a, a good idea to at least give him an interview to see see what he's talking about. While, while we're talking about removing people from Bristol, has your phone rang from the Cleveland Browns today, <laughs> Robert? It has not rang from the Cleveland okay. Browns. All right. Um, I've seen some 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 beat reporters. Uh, Aditi even tagged me in a tweet asking how I'm doing, and and my answer is I'm doing great. I feel I feel feel amazing. You know, right. ESPN's done a great job yes. uh, giving me opportunities, and I'm having a lot of fun doing what I'm doing right now. But um, uh, I have had calls throughout the season. Okay. Uh, but I have not been called by the Cleveland Browns yet. Okay. So, but none of the calls throughout the season have caused you to just you know pitch your uh, your outstanding career that you're you're building right now well rich rich you know this you know this is an opportunity that that i could do for the next 30 40 years of my life mm -hmm. since i'm 33 and uh football will be there for me at, probably at least for the next five six seven years so it's got to be the right opportunity i'm not going to jump at any opportunity it's got to be the right one and um i just weigh those opportunities as they come in robert griffin the third here on the rich eisen show um all right i'll go here on this front uh, and, and again, I like, no. And I, I love how you, you're always open for this stuff. And and you don't, you're not responsible for what other people on your network say. So I want right. that as it as an upfront. Did did Feinbaum not get a hug from Jim Harbaugh once? <laughs> did, did he just like did, did did Jim just like walk in a hallway and he's expecting a hug oh, from Jim man. and he didn't get one from Jim? Because you know a few weeks ago he's like, yeah, this is a witch hunt, and now he's like, uh, you know, the whole country is going to be you know, throwing up in their mouths if Michigan wins the championship. What happened, Robert? What's going yeah, on? I don't know what happened, and you're 100% right. I am not responsible okay. for what everybody or other people say <laughs> on the network. But my, my feeling about Michigan is I think yes. there's a lot of information that we know behind the scenes okay. that we're not at liberty to share. Mm. But for me, just me in general, I think I know the same thing that Paul Feinbaum knows and some other people at our network know you have to allow due process to run its course. Uh, and, and I don't think, I don't think that there was an unfair advantage on the football field. And the reason I feel that way is because everybody's stealing signs everywhere. Now, did Michigan break the rules? If the investigation finds that they did and some of the information that we know certainly seems as if they did, then yeah, there should be some form of discipline. But I don't think it's a discipline of taking money out of somebody's pocket um, or, you know, like levying a massive fine. And I certainly don't think it's banning them from the college football playoff. When I was in college many, many years ago, everyone was stealing signs. That's why there's so many dang signs on the sideline. That's why there's so many people signaling in plays that are dummy signalers mm -hmm. because everyone is trying to steal everyone's signs. And it doesn't matter. If you can't stop the plays, it doesn't matter. Some teams just have better players and you just got to go out there and execute. So I don't think it's an unfair advantage on the field. And I, and I don't agree with, with some of the stuff. Some people just have a bone to pick with certain coaches. Okay. And uh, for whatever reason, 
Uh, you know, Paul's uh, Paul feels the way he feels about Coach Harbaugh. Well, I mean, you know, there's a difference between bones to pick and then information that that you know obviously has not been proven, um, and yep. that you know uh, that can inform you uh, on background to Correct. make a stance on the air that you're comfortable making because you know this information is rock solid. So, are you saying right. that that's that's stuff that's going on that that might prove uh, what Michigan is saying currently? Um, wrong and and this is why there's such a strident stance uh against michigan prior to an actual investigation being no i don't completed? i i don't think that rich and, and okay. i fully understand that you are a michigan alum yes sir because I'm, I'm eager and, i'm eager to find stuff out man i'm eager yeah. to know certainly since I, I say stuff into this microphone every day you know correct I mean? and you're and you're responsible just like i'm responsible for what i say yes sir the information that i know does not make does not alter my stance or make me feel any different about it uh okay. was there is there some elaborateness to everything that was going on 100 there it was a very elaborate situation but once again to me what it boils down to is you have to prove what you're being told actually happened and to me that that takes due process to actually allow the NCAA to go through their investigation. I know some people will say, well, by the time the NCAA is done, it'll be four years from now. And I'm like, listen, that's not my problem. That, that, that's not, that is not my problem. That's the problem of the NCAA. They got to figure that out on their own. But what I'm not going to do is call for those kids to be punished or call for the coach to be punished without due process running its course. If they can't prove it, then it is what it is. If they can prove it and the rules are broken, then discipline them in a way that is uh, suffices to whatever the rule breaking was and what they determine uh, any type of advantage that it gave Michigan. All right. One last one uh, of what you're willing to share before I let you go. Robert Griffin III, your vote for Heisman right now Ooh. would go to who? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you my top five, Rich. Okay, sure. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm hold on a minute. Do, 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 do we have animation yeah, for him? Do we have music and animation? Because we, we, we do top fives here. <laughs> we, we can give you, we, I don't know if we can, if we can uh, you know, scramble the Jets we'll add it in so post. quickly. We'll oh, add, it, we'll add it in we'll post. Add it in okay. Post. Your top, okay. Robert, Robert Griffin III, top five. What do you got for me? Top for five me. Heisman. Right now, we're going number one, Big Penix Energy, Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> at Washington. What he's been able to do is nothing short of amazing. All right. Okay. Number two, yes. I'm going with the, the, the best game of the year so far was Washington versus Oregon. So mm -hmm. Bo Nix. Okay. Bo Nix is playing his tail off, guys. So I got him there at number two. And then for me at number three, this guy might be might be the best player in the country. It is Jaden Daniels at LSU. I know they got three losses, but that's not what the Heisman's about. Baylor was able to win the Heisman with three losses. Louisville won the Heisman with four losses. So th those are my top three right now. And at four and five, I got Marvin Harrison Jr. from mm -hmm. Ohio State. And I got Jordan Travis from Florida State. To me, those are the guys that if we do five to go to New York, they are the ones that should be going. And um, that would be, as of today, that would be my Heisman top five. Does J.J. McCarthy get dinged because of 28 straight rushes or 32 straight rushes in, uh, okay. in Penn State? Okay. I thought you were going to ask if he gets dinged because of the investigation. No, no, he no, doesn't. No. He does not get dinged because of the investigation. But yes, he does get dinged because of the twenty-eight straight rushes. Mm -hmm. uh, not because I think they could have beat Penn State if they had still thrown the football. But right. I think they were trying to prove a message. But by trying to prove that message, it kind of hurt JJ's uh, Heisman chances because these other guys are putting up just crazy, crazy numbers. And sometimes when you're not doing that, you got to at least throw for 200 and a couple touchdowns to stay stay within the race. Okay. Robert, thanks for the time. Love it. Uh, congrats on the success already of RG3 and the Ones, your, your new pod. 
Uh, we're all podcast. Of course, we're all pod. If you ever need a guest, you know, I'm always there for you. Um, and uh, and now. you got it. And uh, and tell Feinbaum hello from Captain America. That's you me. got it. Okay, and, it and and and, and last thing I'll say, yes. my guy, is uh, the whole Draymond thing. Draymond should be suspended for like 25 games. It's crazy. 20, 25? 25 25? 25. 25 games. Guys, did you see the replay? It was outrageous. It was outrageous. I, I hear he, you. He, he literally had a preconceived, I am going to get Rudy Gobert any chance I get. I know, but they hand out 25 game <laughs> suspensions for like gun charges, Robert. You know what I mean? Okay. And, you know oh, what well, I mean? Well, I, not to, not to go there, well, but listen, that's, that's listen, what I'm saying. He didn't, have a, he didn't have a gun, but he certainly had him. You know, locked between his guns of his arms That's there true. for about he, he fifteen him, seconds. He had him yoked but, up. Look, uh, but that. but Draymond's a pre, he's a pre all of his previous incidents. Yep. to me would lead to him. He need, it's a twenty five game suspension. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he did that. It was so egregious, and the look on his face was like he was trying to hurt him. He wasn't trying to protect his teammate. He was trying to hurt Rudy Gobert. Well, they're gonna. They're, we'll, we'll find out from the commissioner soon enough. Uh, Robert, you're the best man. Let's do this more often. I say that every single time. And let me know. Oh, seriously, if you need a guest for your pod, I'll be there for you. You just let me know. All right, I'm going to hold you to them. Anytime. RG3 in the ones. We're all podcasts and required. And, of course, ESPN everywhere right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's uh, take a break. So much to chew on there from RG3. And then we've got Bruce Feldman, my power rankings, coming up in hour two. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Will Farrell and John C. Riley. Good to see you, gentlemen, right here. Very much. Uh, very much you. good to see you, too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he can, mm -hmm. he can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm -hmm. He goes, there he is. <laughs> there he is. How are you as a ref, though? Strictly what's called an AR, mm -hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag. I thought AR meant whole ref. Well, that, that's what. The shorts are pretty short the too. Pretty I mean, they're stocked in length right there. Look at that ample thigh. <laughs> that's a ham hock yeah, right there. Look at that. That's ready for har that's ready for market. So you um, might want to smoke that for a couple days. You guys want to slice? Put some hickory around it. <laughs> You know what I would genuinely love for you as a second career, if you ever decided you wanted a second career? Finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color. Right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about. I took over the Rich Eisen show? Yes. Ron Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners. And I, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel? We haven't never talked about this face-to-face uh, -face in public. No, we haven't. So let's, let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Put up the Photoshop anyway. Oh. Oh. You make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. That's five years ago, man. Crazy, man. We've been at this a while. Long time, man. Check it all out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Okay. So, RG3 just said, you know, I shared a little bit saying, hey, I'm, I'm hearing some rumblings. You know, Monday Night Football has flex scheduling. And week 14... Um, the Giants are hosting the Packers. Oh, God. Really? Yes. <laughs> and so, guess what? We can't do that. The Jets are hosting the Texans on Sunday in the same stadium. Oof. So, it's basically to tell the Jet, Jet fans, hey, those. find new plans on Sunday. Yep. And Giants fans, you know, hey, if you're planning to see the Packers or Packer fans coming to Wisconsin, you know, just cancel that Sunday night reservation in yeah. your hotel. Yeah. Check out. Yeah. And that seems like an easy swamp. And like his it. response to that was, well, the things that I'm hearing is that maybe that's a week 14 return for Aaron Rodgers. And as you know, during the Sunday night game, while I was blissfully sleeping in Germany and missing that game, um, they were talking about how uh, Rodgers has a mid-December target for return. That's a little early December, though. Week 14 is the, the uh, second Sunday of December, I believe. At any rate. Robert Sala speaking about Aaron Rodgers' possibility of returning in his because we're we're right here. It's just right around the corner, mid December. It's a month away. What do you have for me, Robert? Aaron's a big boy, grown man, and uh, uh, no one's going to know Aaron's body like Aaron knows his body. And if he feels after all the doctors clear him, and I'm sure there's a million of them, I have no idea on that stuff. But if if Aaron says he wants to play, he's going to play. Okay. Okay. Does that mean we have to wait until his return to see an offensive touchdown? That would be a month and a half. 
Okay. They're in Buffalo. They're in Buffalo. I mean, honestly, they're just so close. They're so close because you look at the standings in the AFC. And, of course, of course, just let me just go back and and lament one more time as the, uh, you know, the Jets had the first one of the, uh, if you will, kicks in the nards this year of many for many teams. Um, Of course, this happens with Rodgers coming to the Jets and the Bills are absolutely mediocre at five and five, ready to be taken out. And the Patriots are as bad as they've ever been this century at two and eight, right? They were two and eight back in 2000. They did not go to two and nine. And, and of course the Dolphins, the Jets haven't even faced them yet. Of course, of course this happens. Just as the AFC East is ripe for the taking. And coming into the season, we're like, the AFC East is the toughest division in football. Let's not even have a conversation about it. Look at that on the screen. Doesn't look that tough. Look at that on the screen. The team that's leading them has an all world offense and a terrific defense, but big time trouble. I guess good teams. The so called good teams. So, of course, this happens. Just (laughs) as the, the Jets go three and three. Without Rodgers, and it looks like they're going to be positioned well just in time for a Rodgers return, and they just go Sahara Desert on offense. So it's just like pulling teeth, pulling teeth, pulling teeth, and, and, and there's still enough teeth in the mouth somehow. In time for Rodgers to return. Hey, hey, Ron. Here, coach. Thank you. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 that, is that a month away? I don't know. <laughs> Where he's actually there? I, 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 I don't know. But right now, it is just so painful to watch. And it makes it even more painful to think that Rodgers could actually return. And if that happens, the Jets could be done. Because they can't score a touchdown on offense. Poor Michael Carter is the one who eats it, the running back, third year. What did uh, he do? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't insane. know. I don't know. I don't know is the answer to that, hour two coming up. But, you know, you look at the everything about the Jets this year. If Rodgers was healthy, they could be running away with this thing. Don't get me started. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've gotten myself started. Yeah. Rich, the AFC South combined two more wins than the AFC East. Oh, yeah. The AFC North is the toughest division in football right now. Yeah, Period. Have, end of story. Yeah, they have 24 combined Period. wins. Period. End of story. And they're the story of this week. Thursday night, Ravens hosting the Bengals. Later on, it's going to be the Steelers taking on the Browns, who have now lost to Sean Watson for the year. I mean, the AFC North is the story. And the AFC East is ripe for the taking if somebody wants to take it. And it looks like the Dolphins entering Week 11 are 100% the most equipped to take it. And unbelievably, the Jets have beaten the Bills, and the Bills have beaten the Dolphins. Go figure that. And then the and and the Patriots have beaten the Bills. Yeah, that is it's the, crazy. The dumbest game ever. When you ever. think about it, and the craziest Stupid. thing could be a 39-year-old is going to return from an Achilles injury in 12, 13 weeks. But injury in quotes. Oh, stop it. And you put <laughs> it all together, and it could have been there. And it still is there, but might not be there. 
when the most marvelous modern medicine miracle could happen. Say that again. Typical. Typical Jets.